What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Vicarious Experience Podcast with Ellis Hobbs, brought to you on the Believe Podcast Network. I'm your host, sports and employment attorney, Michael Elkins. Ellis, what's happening, man? Serial entrepreneur. Uh, bad moment in my life today. Not a bad day, but uh, hey, man, I'm still here. I'm enjoying life, Michael. I appreciate it. Yeah. Well, slow, slow news day, I guess, in the world of sports. I mean, nothing happened in the NFL, right? Nobody... Until nobody, nobody, no, nobody important retired or anything. No, um, I, I don't think I know him. <laughs> so if you're listening to this show, you probably heard, but just in case you didn't, we're recording same day that uh, Tom Brady, the GOAT, announced his official retirement again, retirement 2.0, but I think this time it's for real. Um, Ellis, you played with him, played one, two, three, four. Four seasons with him, three on the field. One, I think he was injured, 08. Um, yep. What do you think? Man, so I um, this morning, I was just scrolling through ESPN chat, see what's going on. Uh, I had the TV up as well. And they flashed, which is, I don't know if it's awkward or a little uh, aggressive for them. They put him in a Las, uh, Las Vegas Raiders uniform. And so I said, okay, is this a real thing or is this about to happen? And then shortly after that, I think Schefter came out um, and said, hey, he's retiring. You know, and, <laughs> and I said, okay, well, you know, Schefter, Adam Schefter, he's usually not going to put himself out there unless it's like legitimate news or he got it from a great source. So, you know, man, a lot, a lot of things go through your head where, you know, for, so take it from a fan's perspective, right? Because I'm still a fan of the game and especially now, you know, nearly a decade uh, later, um, enjoying the game, trying to enjoy the game. And so when you see some of the greatest talent on the on the field, in the arena, wherever it is, you just want to kind of bask in it, especially if you have some age on you, because you just know it doesn't happen like this all the time. Like this isn't normal. Right. And I think you really um, do a great job of, of always reminding um you know, our audience as well as me uh, for the time that I was there, what I went through of how great, you know, the Patriots were, but how great individuals were. I, I sometimes I really don't uh, put it into perspective of who I was actually playing with, you know, to where um, some of the, you know, Hall of Famers, legends, um, records that may never be broken, you know, within our lifetime. And so when you talk about Tom, to see him on a day in and day out basis at the time that I was working, you know, you could joke around, you could talk about the friendliness, um, um, you could talk about, you know, him as a family man, whatever it is, right? But you, you just appreciate after the fact of how great he was. And like, I always say this when, I, when someone asks me about the Eagles at the time versus the Patriots of when I played, I said, I never went into a game with the New England Patriots where I never felt like we couldn't win. Even if we were down with Tom, I felt like we always had a chance. We just needed to do what we were supposed to do, where whatever it is, you know, there's dynamics in this, of course, and uh, for a different time of day for conversation with the Eagles, I just didn't have that type of confidence whether it be the preparation, the personnel, hell, maybe me um, included within that. But, I mean, that's something to say about that, man, because you you talk to a lot of people within the league. They don't have that type of confidence. They don't have that type of quarterback. They don't have that type of personnel. And so to witness that in person, to see it is what it is, you know, tried and true, waking up early with you, 
doing all the right things. Like I talked about last week on the podcast, um, him competing, um, not allowing you to get the best of him and never putting that type of pressure on anyone else before he's putting it on himself. I mean, that was Tom each and every day. And you heard it. You heard it when he when he uh, announced it, you know, via social media. You could hear him holding back the emotion. Right. And because he's he's literally locked into that, man. And so to do something for so long and now have to let it go. Uh, my daughter. Uh, no, I think it was my son, my son actually said it. He said, uh, well, he, he got a chance to. Oh, no, it was my wife. My wife said, it, well, he could have went out on top you know, winning the Super Bowl, I say, but yeah, but if you, if you talk to a true competitor, you're normally going to go out, not your way because that, because in the essence of competing. And so it's unfortunate that he ended it on the note that he did, which was his probably his worst year statistically. But again, man, he gave us another year of being able to witness what greatness looked like. Yeah. You know, I, um, as a new Englander rooted for, for Brady was rooting for Brady from the day that he, got to New England. I'm a Patriots fan all my life. Um, and I sort of figured out, I think in, you know, I think in 2007, that year I sort of realized this is, this is it's not something we're going to see again. Hmm. Um, and so I made it a point throughout my life to see it in person a lot. Right. Um, whether it was in New England or whether it was at, at various road games, I went to almost all the AFC Championship games. Okay, I think I saw you play live several nice. times. Nice, <laughs> nice. See, what is that? What is it? Is it six? Is it six degrees or two degrees of separation? I, I, yeah, six degrees of separation. But okay. just goes to show you, you never know kind of where you're going to end up in life. Yeah. Um, went to several Super Bowls. Um, lots just a lot of regular season games only because you said it like you, you only see this type of greatness once mm. if, if you're lucky to be alive for it. So I wasn't around for Babe Ruth. I wasn't around for Ted Williams. I was too young to go see Michael Jordan. I have gone to see LeBron James. Um, and so I made sure I was going to go see Brady and I, you know, I kind of pair him with Belichick, Brady and Belichick together. Um, and I'm grateful that I did. And I saw a lot of the moments that have been, you know, replayed on social media. I, I was lucky enough to be there for in person. But also, from my perspective, you think about 20 years, hmm. 20 years in New England, 23 or 24, whatever it is, also the whole career. But 20 years, you know, that was 20 years of which you were a part of where families and people that were following that knew it was appointment viewing and we knew every January where we were going to be. Right. We knew, right. we knew we were going to be enjoying moments, good and bad that we would remember for the rest of our lives that stirred emotion. So it, 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 you know, people talk about that with sports and to me it's fandom is great, but you have to recognize what it means. Right. Right. Which is, which is bringing people together in a common interest communities, right. Crossing over politics, crossing over, race crossing over everything to be part of that experience which is you know supporting a, a particular team it connects people to their hometown i mean i haven't lived in rhode island since 1993 but my connection to new england is is definitely through the patriots and through and what we witnessed what you were part of but what we witnessed is never going to happen again there will yeah. never there will never be a team that does that for 20 years 
Never. I mean, you and is it? I don't know about you, and may, maybe more for me, because I did play. But when I when I go back and visit friends and family, uh, my wife being from the New England area, of course, um, it's almost this sense when they ask the question. So, what do you think? What do you think about the Patriots? There's yeah. this. There, you can hear it in their voice. There's this hope, or sometimes hopelessness, of like, just tell us we got another run in us. <laughs> and yeah, I can I can just hear it. And and unfortunately, by the time we get to the end of that conversation, um, heads are a little bit lower. Uh, the tone is a little bit darker because I'm not one giving them what they want. And they know because, you know, to see something like that, if you've lived long enough, you've seen what the Patriots look like before. And you've seen 31 other teams try at it so many times. And for them to do it so successfully and consistently the way that they did, I mean, how, like, why would you think that would happen again? Because well, there's so many dynamics that go into play to make that work, right? And so if that doesn't happen time and time again, I mean, even with the perfect recipe, something can still happen. Injuries, um, life's moments, whatever it may be. Patriots fans have to understand it's never, it's never going to be like this again, like, like it was. That's right. over. But you've got to appreciate it wasn't a five year run. No. You know, it, it was 20 years. And I'm and and it that's was what I'm saying. Count dominant. count the losses. Yeah, count the Super Bowl losses. Like because even even getting to the Super Bowl. Uh, incredible. Incredible. Ten, I mean, th they got there. You were part of one of them that I think it was nine times yep. in, in the Brady Belichick era. Nine Super Bowls in 20 years. And that doesn't count. The AFC championships that they lost, which were there's several of those in there too. I mean, that's never happening again. I don't care who shows up, not in our lifetime anyway. I mean, and, again, I and, told my accountant, I told my accountant at one point, and for the little stint that I was there, like you said, the four years after that first year, and then just taking the history of what I knew it as, I said, yeah, man, just always factor in a couple more playoff checks because that's how confident, sure. that's how much it was rolling. That's but, how that's how confident you felt. But you say for the, the time you were there, but you were part of, you know, people today on social media are talking about what are your favorite Brady moments or the biggest games. I mean, the 06 divisional round against the Chargers. Oh, that's a that's see, a man, classic. That's it, an underrated Patriot moment. We the talked 06, about it last week. Yeah, the 06 AFC championship game. Granted, a loss, but what a game. What a game. I mean, the, the losses you have to be appreciative for too because they stir emotion. They were they were something magical. The 07 season, I mean, Brady himself said it. That was the best team he's ever played on. Yep. It wasn't the most accomplished team because they didn't win it, but it was the best team he's ever played on. And I think if you ask anyone to be honest, it's the best team in the history of the NFL. I understand you, did't win that last game, but yeah, so it went 18 and 0. Let's, let's, let's just play, you know, devil's advocate theories, right? Where if we lose one game during the middle of the season, the pressure's off, we win the Super Bowl. Now we're, quote, unquote, the most accomplished team, whatever, what have you, right? But what I would, what I would rebuttal with is that for that type of team to be put together and for us to continually move forward with everyone's best single shot, every weekend and week out and just take every just take every game within the season this year 2021 2020 on all the way back to there and just look at how many teams 
were not on their A game and what happened to them. Well, guess what? We weren't on our A game every week either, but we still found a way. And it just so happens at the end of the season, our number got called, right? But, man, just like you said, it was such a great moment in time. And unfortunately, while you're going through it, I mean, that's the irony of it, right? You don't really appreciate it enough. And that, that's that's kind of like, I guess, what sure. we're talking about today with, of retiring and reflecting and you know transitioning to where Brady's best moment, whether he believes it or not, going to be in front of him because for what he was going through at the time you're not thinking about how great this was you're not thinking about you know how really good everyone is around you or how good you are you don't start to appreciate that until you're able to step out of the way and see the work of art and like sit on the other side with the other people who are in the audience and so i'll give you an example i didn't really understand that i was breaking so many bones until I had a conversation with somebody outside of sports and I saw their facial reaction. And it's like, I told him I broke my neck. Uh, I had a full shoulder repair, double groin surgery. And so the eyebrow raise, I just saw yours, the eyebrow raise, like that's crazy. Right. When I, when I was going, when I was in the league, this was just work. This is just what, this was part of the job. But when you get out of that and you start to see the, the reaction of everybody else and realize, Hey, I wasn't normal. I think that's where you say, huh, I'm, I'm you know, and, and I guess it's egotistical. I'm pretty amazing. Like, this is pretty great that I could be able to do this. Well, now you have a collective group of 53 men who are able to do something special like we did in 06, 07. And, um, you know, it's just interesting, man. So as far as his retirement goes, man, I my my best wish for him is that he truly gets to reflect. Like, sure. I think I think this first year, is going to be a whirlwind of just meet and greets, the shaking hands, kissing babies, somebody telling him about himself, all this other stuff, right? But what I'm talking about more of, and this was kind of for me, where a couple of years from now, something's going to draw out an emotion or draw out a reflection or draw out an, a, a thought of something that happened on the bus ride or something that happened on the plane for him. And then he's going to associate that with the game. And then the game, was it a win or was it a loss? And all the conversations of the moments that he had within that, right? And so one of the best things that I saw him do, and I loved it, was that he put in different pictures of so many other people who helped him along his journey. Yeah, I thought it was saw, great. Yeah, you saw Alex. Uh, you saw family members. You even saw Michigan. I didn't even know who that was. But like these people were part of him. And without them, they don't shape, mold him to who he is today. And so I hope for him, man, and Tom, if you if you ever hear this, um, I, I wish you nothing but the best, man. Your best years are in front of you. I promise you. It's scary. I don't care if you played six like I did or 20 plus like you did. Um, you truly, truly deserve everything beyond the game. You deserve it because you put in the work, you put in the effort, man. And as much as you're getting your roses, on the outside from the rest of the audience. I hope, I hope, because this is something that I missed on until of recent, I hope that you take the time to give yourself roses and you take the time to give yourself in those quiet times that, you know what, I did something pretty spectacular because I don't think you get to truly appreciate it if you're not willing to say that, man, I, I sacrificed a lot to get here because the world wants to tell you, right, that we don't need to be confident. You don't deserve to say all these things, but you need that. You've done that. You didn't do that just for them. You did it for yourself. That's how it started. You wanted to play because you love the game. And I hope he finishes that way as well. 
Yeah, I, I mean, I thought his retirement video today was perfect. I thought the the pictures that he put on Instagram, I thought that was amazing. His family yep. members, um, teammates from both teams. I thought some of the some of the candid photos. It, you know, if you noticed, there wasn't a lot of on field stuff. There were a few, oh. but but not not a lot of them. A lot of them were off field things. I thought the picture of his mom with the Super Bowl Fifty One ring, which I think was the year that they that she had had cancer. I immediately um, thought about that too. That's yeah. what I'm saying. Where people people think so much that you think about the touchdowns, that you think about the highlights, but it's everything else around it. Because I, I keep telling this, I keep saying this. We're people. We're we're, we're people. Like when you when you any type of uh, epic moment in history, right? Uh, when Martin Luther King got shot, you know, JFK, um, the Berlin Wall fell, um, Michael Jordan, you know, game six, whatever it is, right? People talk about everything that happened to them. People talk about, they remember what happened around them or where they were. They don't really talk about the moment. So why why, why would you think as, a, as an athlete, why would we talk about the moment? We talk about everything else around it. Anything that I sure. did, I, I talk about man, what happened that day or what led up to it. Yes, the moment was great in itself, but it, it, it's it's bigger than that. It's bigger than that. And so, for, for the way that he did it today, because he said he he only gets one letter, which I agree with. I didn't want to read another letter, but um, <laughs> I thought that was brilliant. I mean, yeah, that I was agree. brilliant. Was so great. yeah, man, yeah, it was it was very much appreciated. And you you're right, it was perfect. I, I also thought the page some the Patriots posted a lot of things today. Robert Kraft's speech today was phenomenal. I don't know if you saw it. Um, also, they did a they did a retrospective um, on their Instagram of his entire career, which was amazing. And, and talk speaking about the moment, and then I want to segue into kind of talking about your retirement and sort of the, what that's like in general. Speaking of the moment, you're right. Like these events happen, and um, you're not usually. I know for me, especially in this 20 years, I mean, that 20 years, it was so amazing that much of what happened you, was defined like moments in my life are defined by those seasons because I was surrounded by people that I loved and cared about, whether it was a bonding conversation with my father at the time when he was alive or talking to friends or going to games with friends. So you remember the things on the field, sort of, but you're right for the fans. We also remember who we were with and what the emotions that those moments stirred good and bad. Absolutely. Um, you know, to, you know, for, for any of these events, it's not real. I mean, I, I remember all the victories and I remember getting to, you know, talk trash and all that on social media, but I more remember who I was with in those moments Absolutely. and how those moments made me feel and how they generated. And this includes you too, the, the players, how they, what I've always said is, these teams generate pride in community. Mm -hmm. They bring pride to the community. So those of us on the, on the, the fan side of it are able to, it's a source of pride for us. And that's, I think, something really amazing. Yep. When communities can, anytime you can get communities to come together, and it's really hard. It's really hard to do in this world, but sports does it. And nobody yeah. did it better than the Patriots and Tom Brady and everybody that was part of that. Yeah, usually when you see teams that are in the Northeast, because there's not a lot of people that come from those worlds that are like just athletically gifted on that level, right? Or because of the the weather, you just don't get that type of commitment. So they have to be basically, um, you know, 
fans, like true fans and uh, an audience of the the spectacle itself. Um, some harder worlds to 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 stir up that personal emotional tie is like per se like a like a Miami. There's so much else going on in that world. That's right. Sport, sports is not like really a focus, right? And so you have those type of those type of communities versus, like you said, a New England um, versus a Pittsburgh, New York, New York, right? Where you know, literally, these teams, these individuals on these teams pull so many different cultures and worlds together for sixty minutes, uh, for two hours, whatever it is, and like everybody just forgets about everything else going on. And boom, here we are. This is the moment, right? So I can appreciate that as a, as a uh, professional athlete, as a retired athlete now. But yeah, as we were going through it and as you go through it, again, because you're so focused on the job at hand, and I guess the same thing with tie-in, you know, with business or anything else, you know, you just don't really get to reflect like you want to because you really do. You want to appreciate the moment. But I mean, like it's a double-edged sword. The, the, the lack of focus creates the disaster. Sure. And so... Again, I really, truly hope that he gets to sit back by himself, whether it's crying because I've done that. Um, not, sometimes it was crying because of, of it being gone. Sometimes it was crying because of um, you reflect on how hard you had to work and how lonely it was. Um, the criticism. Uh, sometimes you cry because you're just happy. Like, man, I did something that most only dream about. And did it at a high level against all of the odds, right? And so when you can feel those type of waves of emotion, it really does something to you. And it embodies a different type of persona when you attack anything else in your life or it could tear you down. And I think that's the beauty of sports, right, from a professional athlete side to where when you talk about the transition, when you talk about – just trying to be something else. It's the identity. It's the identity and the and the and the ability to either embody that identity and remake it or completely lose yourself in it. And like you can't you can't move away from the game. And so you've seen that in multiple examples, names I won't throw out there, but how many times have we seen like somebody just can't let it go? And it's like yeah. it, 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 it turns into a very ugly movie. And um, you know, unfortunately. It just doesn't it doesn't play out well. But then on the other side, you see, you know, your Michael Strahan's, you see your Magic Johnson's, you see your um, hell. LeBron's doing it on both worlds right now. I think it's going to be even Kobe. <laughs> another, Bryant. Uh, another one who I've made sure to go see in the same genre as a Brady. Right. I mean, right. You're not going to see that again. Not in our life. Someone else will see it. Right. But in our lifetime, it won't. happen. No. yeah, no, you and, won't see it. So it is what it is, man. But yeah, the appreciation of it all. So segueing a little bit, one of the things I've always found interesting is, and I think we've talked about this in the past, but when you're talking about retirement, a professional athlete's career, generally speaking, is very short. There's only a few Brady's and LeBron's and Manning's and Breeze's out there. Most are short, two to six years. And that's a really hard concept, I think, for professionals or individuals, people like myself. I mean, my career should go till 65, 70 if I'm blessed to live that long. Um, so I wanted wanted you, if you could talk a little bit about what is that like when it finally ends? I'm not saying to, to analogize it to Brady because I, I think that's different. But from your perspective, how was that? What's that like when you have to transition? And, and it's not a long 
it's just not, I'm not saying you had a, a short career, but five, six, seven, eight years in any career is not a long time. Right. So, so, so it's two interesting things that you said within that, that I'll break down for you now that I can, I can vocalize these things because before it was just confusing to me. Sure. So we, we wouldn't in any other category, any other career, we would never look at transitioning from one career to another as like a, like as a, a, a swan song or the end. Right. And what I mean by that is let's just say a dentist decides to do a different type of practice. You know, he's not having any press conferences. They're not making, right. they're not like, they're not trying to send him to a retirement home. He's literally just switching careers. Right? And he has so, time to plan it usually. Yeah. And he has time There's to a, plan it. That, that doesn't always happen for athletes. Yeah. It doesn't happen. So it just, it just happens right with me. Like I broke my neck and I was done. Like that was it one play and done. Right. Um, so many others, countless others. And so that's, that's one side of it. Just the perspective in itself, you know, and I think the perspective and, and, the, and how it's perceived, um, puts more weight and pressure on the fact of like how heavy this is, is like, it's, there's change about to happen. Right now you take the other side to where even for Tom 20 plus years, right. He's 45, correct? 46, 45 or 46. Yeah. 45, 46. You said it, you said it, not me. You're, you might be blessed enough to do this for another to your 70, 65, 75. I don't know, whatever. Right. He's 45. He still has 30 more years, ideally, to live on this earth or figure something out. That's a huge gap. And so that's on the extreme side. Someone like me, six years, seven years, someone even less, three years, you're in your 20s and you're trying to figure out something that you've tried to do and try to create and sustain for basically all of your childhood up until your adult years. It's counterintuitive. Right. When you're, when you're in your best, or when you're in your prime and where you think you should be now taking leaps and bounds in your career in sports, your window starts to shorten. And sure. now they're trying to push you out the older you get. In any other career, as a lawyer, a doctor, um, banker, anything, the more seasoned, more tenure you get on you, the more credibility you have. Oh, True. he knows what he's doing. He he manages people well. Here's here's a, a, a blockchain of so many, you know, reputable clients, all these other things, right? None of that means anything in sports. And so for literally, I would say two thirds to three fourths of the time, we're doing what we love for free. Now with the NIL deals, it's a little bit less, but sure. you're still doing what you love for free only to get to the, uh, the, the professional side. And there's this intensity of paycheck, this intensity of work, this intensity of pressure. And then all of a sudden, it's not even relieved. It just goes away. <laughs> like there's no, there's no like release of the pressure. There's no like slow leak, anything like that. So I say all that to say the mindset and the, the, the psychology behind that is so volatile. And you, you if you really break down those dynamics and, and, and I hopefully our audience can just think about some of the things that I'm saying and just play out any scenario that you want and now say, okay, go do something else. Like that would be difficult for anybody. And so, yeah, I hear you telling me I need to plan. I need to focus on something else. Right. But if I do that, I don't keep my starting spot. If I don't do that, I'm not ready to play Sunday night football at 8 p.m. You know, I want to have this business meeting the right way. I want to bring in the right people, but the time doesn't allow me to. So while you're doing all these things, you know, there, there's this there's this sense of urgency to do what you're actually paid to do. But then also they want you to prepare for something that is literally the opposite of what you're trying to do. 
get out of the game. And so when you're told to finally get out, there's this loneliness. I remember being on Sunset Boulevard in California, um, 2011, and I was talking to Fox Sports on the radio, and I hadn't made a decision yet, actually, because I was that was uh, I just got my neck repaired. Uh, well, no, for the um, they had just told me that I was going to have to have another surgery if I wanted to function or this and that. So you know, kind of down and out and everything else. But I just remember them asking me. Uh, while I was driving, because I was I had to do the interview while I was driving because I was I was going to do something. And I said, you know what, man, I'm retiring. I, I'm retiring. And I just really? did it on the I did it on the spur of the moment. And it wow. was so it was so emotionally charged and driven because even I didn't understand or know what was going on because I was just I was if you had to get down inside of me, I was just I was scared. I didn't know what was going on. And so by me saying that, it, it gave me this sense of like, okay, I'm done with it for now. I can pick it up later versus what am I going to do next? What's going on with my life? How am I going to figure this out? Because the night that I broke my neck for the second time, I told my wife, um, we we're, uh, we're actually going um, home um, because they said, well, it's broken, but it's going to be okay. We'll, we'll review it in the morning. But that's another story when it comes to malpractice and what I felt like that was going on. Um <laughs> It was, uh, I just said, hey, I don't know what's going to happen next, but I know we'll be okay. I was scared to death. I was scared yeah. to death inside. And when you're trying to be tough for your family, for your friends, for anybody else, that can be a very, very lonely world because you really want to cry out. You really want to tell people, hey, I don't know what I'm doing. I think one of the biggest misconceptions about me, Michael, is people think I have it together. They think I have it together all the time. And because of that, I've tried many a times to, 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 to come in and say, hey, teach, learn. But I think sometimes the vulnerability happens and people take advantage. And so I did start to shut down. But there's a wave of emotions. And this is a, at a time when mental health wasn't really a thing, right? That was like, you know, that this is new. Well, for, for people that don't know or realize, like, it wasn't cool to, to tell your boss or your employee right. that, hey, you know, I need a, I need a day off. And so um, that transition can be a monster. And I assure you, there's going to be times um, in Tom's head, he's going to wake up cold sweats in the middle of the night. He's going to be dreaming about certain things that he wish he can go back. He's going to be dreaming about plays that he wish he could do again, um, even in the happy moments, the happy moments, right? Yeah. And so it's just, it's that P it, PT, PTSD. It's a real thing. It's a real thing. Yeah. I think that's really interesting. And you're right. Um, certainly, mental health has come leaps and bounds from where it was even in 11, 2011, 2012, definitely something that we should get into um, on a future podcast. Cause I, I do think it's a fascinating conversation, especially when you talk about football, we as a society ask football players to partic participate in this very barbaric sport, right? Yeah. To be emotionally charged on Sunday or Monday or, or Saturday or whatever it is. Right. But to then be perfect citizens and shut that off in an instant when you're not on the field and then right. turn that, turn that intensity back on. I mean, it, it's, it's, it's very interesting conversation, but probably one we need to say for another episode. Um, Cause I think, I think we've about reached our limit tonight. Um, but I, I definitely want to thank you for that information tonight. Cause I think, you gave us an inside look into um, the emotions of of a career sort of ending shortly, like quickly, without any without any real notice. Yeah, 
So yeah, well, I mean, when you when you talk about with no real notice, um, no really understanding of what's actually happening, um, still being, you know, I wouldn't say a kid, but a young man who, you know, by all means, I had a degree, had all these other things going for me, um, a family, friends, uh, good health, uh, you know, relative to the situation that was going on, there's still a lot of gaps. And so, um, but the, the beauty of it all is that all the pieces were there. I just needed help organizing it. I just needed help to build the puzzle right. And I think that's where us as athletes um, struggle, really just anybody. And as we continually get into to more and more podcasts, what I hope the audience sees again is that the things that I'm talking about are not you know, one-offs. They're not anomalies. They're not unique situations. But what they are are stories that will captivate, yes, but it will help you along the way to say, hey, this situation may not be exactly like mine, but I can identify with that. And, you know, when, when you, there's something within or there's power within hearing others and being able to say, okay, well, this is where they're at now. Cause I, again, I think in this, this um, society that we live in is a very microwave society. And they think like, if you just press the button, you're there. And it's like, no, 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 no. You have to go through the pain to appreciate the pain um, and to appreciate the moments afterwards. So, yeah, man, that, that transition is, is like no other. I don't care what sport it is. Any, anything that you do at a high level uh, within any arena, take sports out of it. Um, I've seen I've actually uh, met with a couple um, doctors who, you know, um, they've had the shakes over the years, had to get out of that. And they talked about how difficult it was because that was their passion. When you're passionate about something, um, and this is for any of the kids that are watching or listening, this is the last thing I'll say. You know that it's the right thing when you'll do it for free. When you'll do it for free any time of the day, any time of the week, you just get up and go. You, you're headed in the right direction. And so if you can do that at that point in time, when the success comes and when the money comes, it's just a segue. That's it. It's just a seamless transition into what you were already lo loving to do all um, the entire time. Yeah, I think that's a great point. And I think we have our episode for next week, which is, I think, has to be um, what what did you do to pick up those pieces? Right. So we're, yeah. we're going to leave we're going to leave everybody with that uh, so they can look forward to us next next week. Ellis, thanks for being here tonight. We really appreciate it. I really appreciate it. Um, for those of you that are listening, please make sure that you rate and review the show on whatever platform that you're listening. It really helps us with the algorithm. It helps to grow the show. You can follow us on social media. Uh, you can follow Ellis on Instagram at Ellis underscore Hobbs. Is there are three in there? Yeah Ellis, yeah, Ellis underscore Hobbs underscore three, the number three. Yeah, And then I'll follow Ellis on Twitter at Ellis Hobbs, all one word. You can follow me on Instagram and TikTok at Melkins1, as well as on Twitter at Melkins31175. You can also find me on LinkedIn and Facebook. Ellis, thanks for being here tonight. Always a pleasure, man. Leave comments, guys. Uh, we, we like to hear the comments. We Again, I always tell people this. I was booed by a hundred of thousands of people. One criticism is not going to kill me. <laughs> Just leave a comment. I, one criticism might hurt me. I was I was never part of a hundred thousand people, but leave those comments anyway. It'll be okay. Um, I, I'll hold your hand. I promise. Yeah, it'll be okay. <laughs> leave the comments. We really appreciate it. Thanks everybody for listening. We're gonna be back next week. Remember, we publish every Thursday, so keep listening and subscribe, everybody. Thanks. I got the record, I might have to pro some Big jumper worthy, they gon' have to retire my jersey early Hold pro 
lost, yeah, I can't take no loss, yeah, I don't even know what it costs, huh, I hit the ground and it go off, yeah, hit the ground and it go off, yeah, I can't take no loss, yeah, I don't even know what it costs, yeah, I hit the ground and it go off, yeah, hit the ground and it go off, yeah, yeah, run it, run it, ooh, I really feel it's my time, think it's my year, yeah, yeah, I really feel it's my time, think it's my year, yeah, yeah, I really feel it's my time, think it's my year, yeah, yeah, I really feel it's my time, think it's my big dog, walking big talk, young veteran, living legend, bet I'm better than them. This is my ship, I'ma jack it like let them in, y'all but not let them in. They gon' rotate this so I keep the pedaling, started a chain, the cyclist heaven sent this is from God, but I'm not your reverend, not in the pulpit. I'm a big pull in this element, yeah. Said you gon' pull up, then settle it, yeah. I've been married to this hustle, this is my ring, watch I step in it, yeah. And I ain't even got a yard, but I'ma get it here, watch I touch down, pulling plans out the clutch, everybody getting crushed, the cuts down, it's for us now. Have to work something, cause I had nothing in my pocket, yeah, I did all that. Big plans, partners trying to make profits, yeah, I did all that. Work, sweat, and tears breaking, even no wins, yeah, I did all that. Had to make it happen, putting hours in my practice, and I did all that. Yeah, I can't take no loss, yeah, I don't even know what it costs. Huh, I hit the ground, then it go off, yeah, hit the ground, then it go off, yeah. I can't take no loss, yeah, I don't even know what it costs. Feel it's my time, think it's my... Yeah.